This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. I want to start with a uh, story that I read yesterday because all you hear is, you know, um, where's the improvement? Where's the improvement in public education? And the Center for Education Policy Research at Harvard University yesterday uh, released uh, a, a report. Actually, it was January 31st. It would have been Wednesday uh, throughout all the United States of America. Uh, and over the course of the 2022-2023 school year, students in three states, Illinois, Louisiana, and Mississippi returned to 2019 achievement levels in reading and math, three out of our 50 states. Now, you can't say that's every single school in Illinois, but there has been improvement. Um, and when it, you look at Indiana and Kansas and, and Missouri and the states that are around us have not, they're still lagging behind uh, those pre-COVID uh, scores. So, it's not all one way or the other. Life rarely is, but we live in a world today where people just want to put it, it's all this camp or it's all that camp. Uh, and so if you're going to talk about scores, you got to acknowledge when scores go up. Absolutely. Every gain is a win. Uh, well, there you go. And that doesn't mean you don't have losses and you got to yes. address those too. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I think the older I get, I just get, and I know it's a comfort level thing. People just put it in this box or they put it in that box and they don't have to think about it. That's it. But you got a lot to think about. <laughs> Uh, almost 8,000 kids uh, coming to your school schools uh, every day, all 14 of them. And you've got literally, you have to deal with so many more different things than, you know, we had fights. We had fights in 1984. The hallway in Eisenhower, I could, I could probably recall everyone I saw if I thought. More in the 90s at MacArthur when I was there. Well, and and, and in, stop. The, the, in, in the 60s when my parents were there. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's not acceptable, but it's it's two kids, and, and a lot of us will cross this line, right. <laughs> cross this right. line, and maybe a flailing punch. What we have in society today is you still have some of that, mm-hmm. but you have stuff that's way worse than that. Absolutely. And you have, tragically, and, and I have seen any number of stories uh, just this school year from across the United States of America because everything gets caught on film. Mm-hmm where now you get parents coming in and getting involved or bringing older siblings uh, and getting involved. And, and you've got a Facebook video and it goes viral because in some sick way people enjoy this as entertainment. I don't understand that at all. Right. You were angry yesterday. That's a good word for it. Yeah. I was going to use your word, but I thought, <laughs> well, it's a family show. Right. Uh, <laughs> which I had not, not that I hadn't... Uh, that you haven't always been serious in our discussions, but that was that was a new emotion for me with you. I've been trying to hold back the tears for lack of words, because, you know, when you're getting to the point to where you don't know how to help our kids that are really crying out for help. You're losing sleep. You know, you're getting angry because you have people in society or even our community that is OK with what they are seeing and that worse my, than that it's entertainment for yes them. and it's horrific and i don't understand that we have to be the adults dr michelle clark's the superintendent of uh, district 61 let's let's start with uh some of the numbers that you put out there yesterday because i think context is important okay. uh, and context helps people understand a conversation you don't have to put it in this basket or that basket right, there's a lot right. of baskets you got almost 8,000 kids. You yes. said yesterday 67? About 65% of my 65%. student population has never had a referral. So no problems. No problems at all. No discipline problems. No discipline. All right. And then how many have had a re- 
referral, but there's been intervention, there's been a pathway for them to get better. How, what percentage of those? About 25 to 28% of my students are responding to interventions, which is amazing. So we're only looking at about somewhere between 6 and 8% of the student body. So out of 7,500 kids, I'm probably dealing with 500 kids district-wide. Okay. So now, that doesn't mean that that 6 or 7% can't cause or take up staff's time, teacher's time, you know, law enforcement, you know, whatever that might look like. Right, on a regular basis because you're trying to get ahead of any issues that may arise from a simple, oh, excuse me, or I didn't mean it or get out of my way that could quickly escalate into something greater. How much of this comes to your buildings because of outside stuff going on, but because of social media, because kids have phones, it ends up, happening in your place but was started you know two days ago in a parking lot 100 percent of the time yeah my kids are not fighting because they didn't like what they had for lunch or because they received a bad grade it is always something on social media or something that happened in the community okay and then it comes home and and you have to deal with it yes now um the expulsion when you we were here what a year ago whenever that was when you said look uh, we've got to go next step and no one wants to give up on kids but we get to a point where if it's the same 25 kids doing all of the same things and the intervention doesn't work parents won't help and you are left with the choice yes someone described it as pulling weeds in a garden uh, uh, yesterday if you want the garden to be able to survive you go to this next level. And I don't think it's something you do hastily. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's not an easy thing for you. It's not. Um, we still struggle with it. We're up to number 23 now um, in terms of expulsions. Now, is and, that since the new rule or is that just this year? That is just this school year. Okay. And, you know, you don't want to expel a kid because you're talking about their education. But at the same time, when I'm giving them chance after chance, I'm doing videos at the elementary level now and at the high school, so two videos going out. I'm sending robocalls home to parents explaining the expectations and what the end results could be. Enough is enough. Okay. Of those, and I'm once again, not everything is the same, but is there a, a large chunk of those kids you're talking about that parents just refuse to do anything in this situation? Yes, because we're even asking if you know of a situation, just pick up the phone and call so we can try to get ahead of it. Um, if we call you and say, come and get your child because this is what's happening, get up and come and get your child or send someone. If you don't know how to help or you yourself are afraid, reach out to us because there are resources out there for you. Okay. Now, talk to me about alternative education because I hear all kinds of stuff and, and, and it's not my job. I'm not over it. I don't know. What, what is the availability to take a kid out of the classroom and put that kid in some other program? And then by age, you know, is that right. equal uh, across the board? So we do have a K-12 alternative program within Stephen Decatur Middle School. They are sectioned off, but it's for a small group of kids. I believe the max it can hold is 60 kids at this date because of the staffing. And you are still looking at class size because remember, we're removing those kids that we feel, okay, you may need a little bit more intensive uh, environment. And so they're going to require more help. We're going beyond this. So even though we have a place for you, we're talking about those kids that are even beyond alternative education. We also have um, Milligan and Futures. We work with them. 
And then we have some uh, an online source that we use called Acellus. And that's a, that's a last resort for us because we want to make sure we keep them in-house. Okay, so talk to me about who pays for that. I mean, if, if those kids are still under your jurisdiction, mm-hmm. there's no cost to the family. There's no cost to the family. DPS pays for everything. Okay, if that same child or kid is expelled, then what happens? Then it becomes a cost to the uh, families because that means they are expelled without services. And we still maintain a connection with all of our programs and our families are receiving discounts in terms of the rates as long as they attend sessions with that particular uh, program. And we typically utilize the sellers for that as well because okay, it's well, accredited. Back up just a second because mm-hmm. you guys know this stuff inside and out. I yes. don't think most people do. So I'm, I'm going to be the Denzel Washington okay. character in Philadelphia. Um, so you, you make the board and the board's involved in these expulsions. This yes. isn't something you just decide in your office. Um, the kid is expelled. There is still a way where they can do that at a discounted rate, but it requires what from the parents? The parents have to attend what is called an SEL session. You're basically meeting with someone talking about why you're here. And then what is the rate of that? I mean, do you know? I mean, is that happening? Do, do parents refuse to do it? Some parents may. Now, I don't have the exact cost with me today, but it's very, very reasonable. If they go attend the session and get the reduced rates. Yes. Okay. So even though there's an expulsion, you still haven't 100% given up. You're still creating some avenues if parents will attend uh, to make that affordable. That is correct. And those accredited uh, credits will come right back to the district because the most that we can expel a student for is up to two calendar years. Well, school years. Yeah. um, And they get the opportunity to come back. And so those credits come back with them. Okay, so they can earn even though they've been expelled, even though they're no longer under your charge. There's still a pathway. Yes. If there's parental involvement and they do their end of this. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure because I think it's it, it's easy to say like you're just cutting a kid loose and not giving them any chance at all. No, we never do that. We have a list of programs for them uh, within the school and without, and we maintain contact with them as well. Okay. Now, you, you mentioned staff shortages or staff. Uh, you, you know, I, I imagine as hard as it is to find teachers, it's got to be even harder to find teachers in alternative education programs. It I, is. That's my perception. It, it, it is. You're correct because we're talking about a behaviors almost, you know, at least three to five uh, days out of a month where you may have to deal with those tier three students. And in some cases, like our younger kids that were um, the product of COVID, you may be dealing with them daily because they don't know how to do school. We've we've learned that from uh, all of our grade school guests, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when you go from uh, no school to third grade, mm-hmm. right, uh, and you didn't build any of those socialization skills or any of that, that has to be tough. Right. I think as a society, we also remember or have to remember those parents went through COVID too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it impacted people in a lot of ways. We got a mental health crisis in this country. Uh, that uh, and the dirty little secret is if everybody came forward and asked for help, there's not enough help. And you're correct, and there's not enough locations for the help. Yeah. Okay. So yesterday, um, I was impressed with the turnout. Uh, you, you know, there are a lot of people there. Um, you sort of made your case for we can't do this by ourselves. I, I mean, this isn't a school problem. This isn't a, a teaching problem. This isn't you know a books problem or. Yeah, we got metal detectors, we got cops, we got security, we've got, you know, this is life 
and society and our community coming into your building yeah. and happening and it has nothing I, I don't know what else you can do that's my question yeah. um and if i'm missing something please you know let me know but i feel like we all know who these kids are we know the families think about what we can do to be support and that's what i said it does take a village the village is here yeah but we have to start in the household. And I, and I just, I, I'm stuck there, you know, to be honest with you. You know, as I was listening to you yesterday and having conversations around my table and, and uh, thinking about ways, because I, I, I don't, I mean, that, that my mind works like solve things. You, mm-hmm. you know, how do we you know, think outside the box to do something they're not doing anywhere else and, right. and, and not be cynical about things, right? right. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't want to be the guy who goes, well, I pay taxes. That's your job. And you get a lot of that. I do. No, I mean, but so does the city or the mm. park district or anything else. But why would we not want to invest in people being better and having more successful lives and becoming responsible taxpayers that contribute to society, creating career pathways? I mean, we've done this with the Ag Academy. Mm-hmm. And everybody said you can't do that. You know, those kids aren't going to think corduroy jackets are cool. They're not, they don't don't farm. All this ignorance that you have to deal with when anytime you think outside the box. I feel like we've got a segment of society, and this could be anywhere, anywhere, but here indicator as well of people who have just given up on life. They don't think there's any opportunity for them. And we don't want that because when they start thinking like that, then we start seeing a lot more in the community. We have to help our kids understand there is a future for them. Yeah. They can get past this. And at the same time, uh, you know, parents, and, and, and I, I mean, is there a parent school? I, I mean, is there a, I, and unfortunately, we have kids having kids sometimes mm-hmm. in society, and, and maybe they didn't have the best example either. And, uh, you, you know, how do we help parents become parents? Because you don't just get it with the name. I think you have to start participating in your child's education by showing up. And that's key. Um, Not showing up with Mace. Right. Please don't do that. Um, When we have functions like parent university, you know, we had our first parent university. That's what I'm asking, because I remember we did interviews about this stuff. And and what's the participation level? We had four parents and three of them were ours. So we're going to have another one. Um, Actually, they're working on the flyer now. Um, and it's going to be uh, in about three weeks, I believe it is. We need them to show up. Yeah. So we're promoting it. Uh, we're going to have our schools to send out as much information as they can. And they're going to get tired of hearing about it because they're going to get robocalls. But you need to come out and hear what is happening with your children. Um, and what happens is that the kids that are that are doing well, those parents don't come because my kids aren't doing anything. Right. But you should come because you know of the families whose children are not. And you can be a good example. Yes. And maybe you can connect with them and say, hey, I was at Parent University. This is what they talked about. Let's see what we can do. Okay. I've got to take a break. Stick tight. And we'll uh, come back and uh, finish the conversation. Nick's got your three-day forecast. Dr. Rochelle Clark in studios with District 61. Stay tuned. Today, we've got a little bit of fog this morning, then it's going to be partly sunny, high near 48. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 31. For Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 50. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 52. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 36 degrees. Your WSOY time is 723. 
Budweiser presents Pizzazz this Saturday at Sliders Bar and Grill. Pizzazz is Central Illinois' favorite party dance band, and they're ready to see you for an early show at Sliders Bar and Grill. Don't miss a fun evening of dancing at Sliders starting at 4 p.m. Grab some dinner, get a butter Bud Light, drink and dance all night long. Pizzazz at Sliders Bar and Grill this Saturday, 4 p.m. Sliders Bar and Grill, located on Route 36 East in Decatur. Don't miss the Argena Ice Fest 2024, Saturday, February 10th. Complete with kids' activities, great food, chili in the community building at Argenta, Smoking Jason's, HodgePodge Gourmet Grilled Cheese, Brick and Bean, Bake Sale, and music by the Sidewalk Stompers. Elm Street in Argenta will be lined with ice sculptures by Olympic gold medalist Eric Kendall. Check out live demonstrations and an ice carve-off competition. Plus, we'll have a vendor fair at the high school. Don't miss the Argena Ice Fest, downtown Argenta, Saturday, February 10th. Check out the Argena Ice Fest event on Facebook. Join the fun at the Bushlight Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello. It's Jay Chris, February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Jay Chris appeared on America's Got Talent, The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Comedy Central. I've lost so much weight ever since I quit drinking mayonnaise. It's the Bushlight Comedy Series at Three Ravens and Monticello with Jay Chris, February 15th, 16th, and 17th. Want tickets? Go to the Three Ravens Facebook page. You're listening to Buyers and Company, straight at nowdecator.com. All right, we're back here on a Friday, and in the uh, District 61 spotlight today, the uh, the chief, the boss, uh, the DPS uh, 61 superintendent, Dr. Clark, uh, uh, emotional plea yesterday. I say emotional not in a way that is uh, to be a demeaning word, meaning you. I, this tears you up. I mean, you're losing sleep. Uh, I, I, I think sometimes people think these decisions are just made sort of arbitrarily. I just kick this kid out. I mean, you literally lose sleep over this. Absolutely. It is difficult because I know the life that this child has in front of them, and they are making a decision because they're not educated, real well-rounded, or truly understand that these consequences will follow them even into the future. Okay. Well, here's what I will tell you. Uh, there's principal for a day uh, coming up on, I, I thought it was a typo. You know, this is a leap year, February 29th. Uh, <laughs> when I thought I was like, Oh, is that even on my calendar? Um, so we are going to Stephen Decatur middle school. We, I, I, I went to Eisenhower last year, had a, a wonderful experience, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to where all this news is. Uh, and and look at it with my own two eyes and and also maybe do something where you all will be able to see it too because what I what it's not just what I see when I go into schools we had a K through 12 experience with district 61 mm-hmm. and this the this six to eight percent was not our experience right right, right. Uh, we were in the 67 percent uh, that went to school every day and did band and and went to all the, the games and the things and had a wonderful experience and then I remember K through eight, it was okay. But when we started to get to high school, I, I had people in the community going, whoa, you're sending your kid to, mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I'm sending him to the school I went to. Right. Yes. Proud of that. And so there's that level of cynicism, regardless of statistics or numbers or actual reality. But I also know my experience, our experience isn't everyone's experience in district 61. And that is true, but you're also getting a lot of rumored information. 
And so, and, and I'm glad you're seeing it for yourself. Our kids are doing great things. I tell people all the time, regardless of what I'm experiencing, our kids are still worthy. And, and here's the thing where you can't win, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's just in the court of public opinion. Yes. And you got to quit worrying about that and find the hundred people that are willing to come in and do the work yes. is that you have to tell the story of the 91 percent and mm-hmm. you have to tell the story of the six to eight percent. And there's not one or the other. It's right. both. Right. Because that was that makes us decatur. Yeah, I heard someone say yesterday, like, well, we spend too much time celebrating and not enough following through on discipline. Like, no, this isn't either or. Mm-hmm. Your reality isn't either or. Right. You're going to school, uh, into the Kyle building, into the schools every day, worrying just as much about those 67% as you are those 3 to 6%. Yes, every day. Right. Every day. And because the end goal is, everyone, we want our kids to leave DPS able to fulfill a lifelong dream. And here's what I'll tell you your pitfalls are, it, it, what you with what you started yesterday. You've got me intrigued and thinking um, about what more can I do, uh, and, and, and that's a good thing. And you had a lot of groups in there that are doing a lot of this day-to-day work, you know, in the community with kids, yes. a lot of them. Uh, my question is always, is why aren't you all combining forces to tackle this as one community and you're going to get territory stuff and you know this mm-hmm. i mean anytime you try to do anything people live in silos mm-hmm. you, you know uh but i think there's enough people in this community and i think people are that, that that are not cynical that believe you can do better and be better and get better results but we have to get if not these parents at least these kids to believe that there's opportunity for themselves yes yes and sometimes that means taking on the role of the parents. It does. And you are. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation yesterday. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.